Welcome to Talking Far, Far Away. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. You are not a Jedi yet. Join Brick City Blockade as we discuss the canon of a galaxy far, far away. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. It's Talking Far, Far Away. And sitting across from me on the other side of the pond, I usually say it was Scottish, but we have a special guest tonight. It's Miss Zena Duncan herself. Oh my goodness, that hair cosplay, I'm telling you. And now I get to see the person right in front of me. How is it going this evening? And thank you so much for coming on. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, it's all right. It's very late here. I'm very tired. Um, I'm excited. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you. Came from a- photo shoot and there's just there's so much great stuff happening i feel like just seeing the stuff that you've done with hera obviously being featured on starwars.com there's such a love there and, it, and it's just so great to see it so let me ask you right off the bat into doing the hera cosplay and just maybe even costuming alone um the hera cosplay hera is the big rambling thing i came to cosplay very late um in sort of roundabout way um because I didn't dress up as a child, I wasn't a dresser-upper, I didn't really play around with that, but then I very suddenly got into costume um, because of the prequels, because of um, period dramas, so I ended up going and studying costume at university, I I worked on web series, short films, the 2012 Olympics, um, TV shows, all sorts, um, so I've been in industry for seven years, but I just didn't cosplay it just never occurred to me to sort of turn that on myself in a way um until until one day i was working um on a film um buying so i mostly work as a costume buyer um i was out on high street my headphones broke so i ran into h&b and there was this dvd for this new story show that i thought looked really really stupid um really stupid really really childish um rebels i don't know um i was like oh there's like this green twilight on the front i love twilight but it looks stupid so whatever um i ended up like circling back and just buying the dvd um um i didn't watch it for like two two months anyway and then i put it on and i think i watched it like three times in a row um and then the series it was the middle of the night as well and then that was me back in star wars fandom for the first time in years yeah it's 10 years i was in fandom until uh, revenge of the sith back in 2015 with rebels as all well, because of hera um and yeah she's my favorite character um i sort of dabbled with cosplay at star wars celebration europe with ahsoka from rebels because it was you know twilight of just said it was very much of the moment um I just saw yeah that was then and but it was I did it in a couple of days it was was just falling apart on me so I was like this year I want to do a proper costume I want to you know put time into it I want to make it really really good um approach it from the more of a professional approach like how I would approach my work I consider it in terms of breakdown in terms of getting fabrics watching and then just the build um like well it should be Hera because I owe it to Hera and she had that um the season three redesign which I loved um Mm -hmm. obviously I loved her but I wasn't I I am quite vain 
Um, I didn't really want to wear the big neck seal with the big puffy sleeves. Um, and then they revealed that it's a little bit more commanding, a little bit more military um, with the stand collar. And I'm very weak with stand collars. Um, <laughs> I, will do, I will do that. I will make that costume and wear it. That was just like a project and it's just sort of, it's just taken off. Um, I had to wear that costume maybe three times. I was going to wear it a couple of times at you know, a celebration, obviously. Um, and then whilst I was making it, I was sort of like, mm, why not join the Rebel Legion? Just like whilst, mm-hmm. whilst I'm doing it, might as well. They seem kind of cool. There's, my friend's been pestering me about it for a year. Uh, so why not just, um, since I'm doing it anyway, right. I, I sort of I worked like their approach is very similar to my approach anyway, so it's just very natural. Um, and I was like, but I don't really have time, I don't really have the energy to do that, so I'll, like, I'll do the one mandatory troop a year, and that, that, that'll do me, just to like keep me in it. And then that was in March, March or April, and I think I've been to like 10 troops now. Um, and my costume is a hero costume at least 20 times now for just Quite a lot compared to what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> you bu- you built Hera to succumb a certain amount of fandom, not 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 like gigantic amounts, and it's it's just amazing just hearing your story here. How it it started as just something so simple as yeah, I really just want to dress up as this character. There's just so much great stuff happening that it just <laughs> it just took off from there, and I think we've seen that also with like Jedi Manda, some other great people who just kind of got into it and then it just took off from there yeah i mean honestly i mean i love jedi mad i've been following her for years and she's been incredibly supportive of me since i come which is one thing that's astounded me getting into the cosplay side of fandom. i've always been in fandom but i've sort of lurked around i've always been a lurker more than anything um around sort of the fake and the meta um so guess just sort of diving more like falling falling into the cosplay side of fandom. <laughs> You just bit. run right into it. That's it. In there, I always like it's like Mustafa. I just fall into that lava. Seems you. Um, <laughs> but everyone, yeah, everyone has been so incredibly welcoming. It's just such a wonderful community, um, both like in the Rebel Legion and then on Twitter and social media. We've got like Jedi Manda and Nine Lives Cosplay and Robo Emma and all these amazing, mm-hmm. amazing people that I've been following for years. Like. Hey, that looks cool. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, finding this little little space in the community and having people, the way people have been responding to me as well, is it's been incredible. I never expected to ever dream that I've had. <laughs> and with yeah. Hera, well, like she's loved. She's. Even when people mm. don't know who Hera is, I've found, like, you come and just be like, who are you? Or just like, you look amazing. Or they'll just be like, hi, can I have a picture with no idea just because of the makeup and the leku and the costume and everything is just, it's very engaging. And then they'll ask you about it and they'll be like, that. they'll go off and find out about her. Like, she gets love even from people who don't know her. And then obviously people who do love her they love mm-hmm. Harrison Dula. She's got a lot of love and fandom, and I think that's, um, and she's quite an exciting character. I think yeah, she gets downplayed a bit. 
I think both in the show, she sort of tends to be sort of a supporting figure, which, um, and then, but sometimes fandom, I think, takes that a bit too literally, and they're like, oh, uh -huh. she's the mom. <laughs> yes. Face mom, that's the common term that I've heard with Star Wars fans, and it's like, it's like, hold on a second, whoa, Hera's got her own stuff she's got to hold down. She's got to hold down the fort, because guess what? Obviously, we know later on in the canon here, Hera is still around, even towards Rogue One. Like, this, this, this girl is really packing a punch. She's going to make it to Endor, isn't she? Um, I think we're going to see that yep. with Destiny. Like, I'm just like, Hera's going to live forever. <laughs> like, that, that's just fact. I, it's canon. I've made it canon. Mm. It is so. <laughs> Hera's going to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a new hashtag for you. Hashtag Hera forever. I, I, I think I think that that would be absolutely perfect. Now I gotta ask you. Maybe maybe we've already answered this question. I don't know. But if Kathleen Kennedy was to walk up to you and say, "Listen, Zena, all right, I'm gonna give you a role in the Star Wars universe, but you get to choose what that role is. You, Who are you choosing to play? You think I'm gonna say Hera, don't you? Um... No, no, I, I'm, I'm not saying that, but. <laughs> Like, um, oh, I, I couldn't do that because she's just, the Vanessa Marshall voice is just so intrinsic to that role. I mean, it's in A New Dawn, isn't it? Kanan falls in love with her voice first. Mm -hmm. um, so I couldn't do that. I don't have the gravitas, even even as I pretend to be Hera on a near daily basis. <laughs> um, you're not green in real life? It's like, I know, it confuses me as well. Mm. But um, to be honest, I just asked to be or a Tegruta or a Thelin or a Zabra. I don't know, an alien. I'd want to be an an awesome flex alien lady, maybe a space archaeologist Ooh. because I've always been into that. Like since before Afra, Afra came along, and it was like finally, finally yeah. we've got space archaeology in Star Wars. So alien. Space that there. is one I have not heard yet, and I think we're going to take that one to the books, because a, a, a Star Wars space archaeologist, like you said, like a Dr. Aphra almost, kind of yeah. continuing that kind of trend with a character. I, I could totally see you playing that. That'd be really, yeah. really cool. Um, one is, like, mad hijinks. I want, like, the mummy in Star Wars. That's sort of hmm. film where some evil and they go on an adventure and they sort it out. But it's not like galaxy consuming. It's just a little side adventure. Ah, uh, see, I, I like the side adventure tone. That That's the kind of Star Wars we really like is all the stuff off to the side that we don't know about yet that we can kind of dig into. I think you're onto something. Maybe you better send that one over to Dave Filoni. Maybe he can start cranking up some stuff there with Captain <laughs> Kennedy because we know where he goes with his stuff. He, he really likes to dig deep, especially with all the Ahsoka stuff, too. He really likes to just keep going and going with that stuff. And it's so great to see that. Yeah, it's, um, I think even he's surprised by how Ahsoka's kept going, though, because obviously he, he worked it out, but he's even said that he'd be surprised. Um, and then just his world building and the tiny little details they work out is just right. I love it. Into Star Wars through the films, through the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, but coming back to fandom so much later um it's the shows are where my heart is because there's all that space for them to explore mm. and fill up and all these other characters other than sort of golden trio um and there's Hera there's all these women and it's just brilliant <laughs> there's Ahsoka there's Padme there's Satine and Bo and Sabine Ventress I'm gonna share <laughs> <laughs> of course, you got to throw her in there with that. Absolutely. 
No, and, and this is another great question I have for you. Is that, of course, this is the sadly, uh, with many tears, the final season for Star Wars Rebels. And I know many tears will be shed as we move closer and closer. What are you looking forward to with this upcoming season of Rebels? Because I feel like we're, we're getting to the point now where it's going to come and they're going to have to answer the question and they're going to have to just kind of clean slate for progressing this canon forward. Yeah, I think it's going to be intense, really intense. Mm. Um, I've kind of come to a point where, though, I don't, I don't want to speculate because when we start speculating about the final season of Rebels, it will immediately move into they're going to die, and it's like, yeah, I know. They have to. Someone's going to die. Okay, like being a realist, sure, someone will die, but. Right. It's the whole galaxy is that whole thing of side adventures we were talking about. Um, so I'm just, just I'm here for the ride. I just want to see where these characters go. I want to see how they get there. I want to see this progression from when we met them when they were absolute babies back in Spark of Rebellion and how they mm. become kids, rebels in the rebellion. These like important people who are just so far from where they started. Even Hera. Um, mm. uh, all of them, Kanan, Ezra, and Sveen, just list every character. Um, <laughs> I just, I like them. Um, so, I mean, I'm really excited about Mandalore, which is not something I ever expected to say. Mm. Um, it was it? I'm not, I'm not Team Boba. I don't, I don't, I don't care. He looked cool. He fell in the pit. Yeah, that's okay. about it. Uh, <laughs> so I don't, I don't care. But. Um, but my interest is being totally flipped by Rebels and the Clone Wars, and I'm just like, tell me what's going on. Yeah. I just love, I love, I love Ursa Ren, I love Bo-Katan, I love the whole cultural system and mm -hmm. politics and how that plays into the relationships, and then the whole galactic mess is kind of, kind of like a microcosm of it, and it's just really exciting. And they gave us a mother, they gave us a mother who was not dead. Yes. Like, there was a massively awkward moment um, at Celebration Orlando when um, I went, Loney did a, a charity signing. Um, mm -hmm. And I queued up for that because I was like, I want to show him my hair. <laughs> um, and then they were like in the middle of um, taking a photo of us, and I just suddenly sort of just went, Thank you for Ursa. And there's just this amazing photo that I love of me just going like this. <laughs> but it makes me smile because it's such it's such a big thing stars is so much about fathers and brothers and it's like yeah that's right okay where's where are the mothers at are they all dead they can't all be dead and yeah we finally got one so i'm excited for mandalore i'm excited for the rebellion i'm kind of tired of the jedi you're not alone in that one you are certainly not alone in that one yeah but i don't know i just Switching of interest, which has been really interesting for me personally, um, <laughs> and character loyalties. I just I don't oh. want to dwell dwell on the ending. Oh, no, pain <laughs> is going. <laughs> we gotta we gotta ease ourselves into that moment. You know, we got work up to it. That that's right. That's right. We can't get emotional too quick, even though it will be an emotional season. Wow. There's just there's, there's just there's just so much that's gonna be there. Mm. I yeah I um at the rebels panel at celebration um I, I get very emotional 
no, very quickly. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna just ignore your advice because it, <laughs> it just doesn't work. <laughs> it's just like it's like from zero to bawling. Um, and that oh. was me at the celebration panel, and I was Hera. Um, and I after the panel, I was like had half a face of makeup was just gone. Oh really? Yeah. yeah so um, <clears throat> it's quite funny that if you ever see any photos of me in costume after that panel, I'm always like angled like this. I'm always like, oh, hey, take huh. a photo because I'm like, hi. I <laughs> <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty cool, though. It's like you, you were, you were, you're, yourself here, like, like, like the makeup gone, and then hair over here. That, that's well, it's the there. Right. Oh man, that is that is so cool. That's such a cool story. Oh man. But yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's amazing how for Star Wars fans like us, the progression that Star Wars Rebels has created in terms of our fandom, uh, just all these characters that we've been introduced to and kind of reintroduced to when we're talking about Kanan and stuff, as they've become older and as they've gone on their own journeys and stuff, mm -hmm. it's so fascinating to see that now finally come to a conclusion. And of course, like you said, I, I don't see it ending. I, I see these little other stories coming out of it because I mean if Star Wars was to just drop the ball and just say you know what that's it this is all we're gonna ride with ah, see that, that I think the fans would say no you got you got other stories out there you gotta tell buddy you can't be just dropping it now and leaving us on a, on a hanger like this I think I think I think we are seeing them actively engaging with that though because we've got forces of destiny we've got i mean obviously it's not canon but we've got the freemaker adventures where they're very actively going but she's a general here so she's a general um so we do have these side adventures and they i think it's been really interesting watching um shows progress because obviously it opened on ezra the street rat who becomes Padawan and it was history and then we just saw this sort of slide in of Sabine mm -hmm. on being, you know, I mean it's always been an ensemble but she was, I mean it was the Ezra and Kanan show effectively. Not Sam, but that's what it was. But then we just saw this sort of shift as she slid in and actually maybe it's not about Ezra, mm -hmm. maybe it's about or maybe it's about both of them um, but anyway she's sort of risen in prominence and, and relevance and then we've seen that being lifted out and they, they've been pushing so being very hard uh -huh. um, with forces of, of destiny I mean I'm her doll is gorgeous um, I'm still surprised that her doll was in the first wave mm. um, of doll to be released because she's a she's a cartoon character she's a rebels character they they don't they don't go in first wave <laughs> doesn't um, so beautiful. Um, so that she, I think Sabine is a character who's got very long legs, and they've got they've got plans for her. There's no yeah. way they're going to let her get away. Um, Era, I think we've been seeing a slower and quieter shift, but this rise of this whole general thing um, that's been growing quietly since Rogue One and Freemakers and you know she is cut out of all the merchandising for like season one like you got a group shot of them and they've just cropped Hera off and it's like come, come on, on guys they did Disney <laughs> and they didn't do her figure and then people were like well she's too boring for a figure yeah. I was like, yeah. um <laughs> 
so but we are i mean like her black series figure was slated for whenever it was originally intended to be released and then they, they took it back to improve it and like mm, yeah. um i mean it's all like reading tea leaves and prophecies and clouds and nonsense but i mean <laughs> it's interesting to see these things these little things happen and it's sort of it all feels a little bit like you're going oh so you're into this character who is who might otherwise just be sort of done and dusted come next spring like end of her story that you're actually positioning her and actively using her in these ways i find it really interesting just from like an observational point of view just seeing these little shifts um and then like as a feminist as well i think it's really interesting just as a woman and as anyone really seeing that it's these two women who seem to be sort of show Mm. lives to say hmm something's happening there i don't yeah, know you're right write it <laughs> <laughs> you you're starting to decipher things here that, that that that's good no because I, I i totally agree with you there 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 are certain aspects of it that we take a look a closer look at and it's like hmm okay it's, yeah. it's, we can have some discussion about that for sure Absolutely. I, I, I totally agree with you in so many different levels when it comes to that. And I've talked with, with Jedi Amanda about it. I've team Ahsoka about it. There's just so many different aspects to Rebels, I think, that, you know, can extend the conversation and can just extend us as fans. You know, we talk about it here all the time at the network. Of course, you know, Zena, we always talk about positivity and trying to, spe- you know, spread the positive message, inclusion of everybody. You know, it, it's it's so important that yeah going and I love, we, I love yeah, that you especially in the world today you know <laughs> yeah i love seeing you guys being so like pushing that because we we as a fandom we do get caught up in being very critical and which is fine i think you should i frankly think you should destroy your darlings rip them to shreds destroy them eviscerate them because we deserve the very best that we can get but <laughs> But there's like there's critique, and then there's just you know what what we see again and again and again in fandom of people just going, I don't like this, so I'm going to destroy it. Um, one who likes it, um, and then it just leads to waves of cynicism and unpleasantness <sighs> and and just endless bickering. And I mean, we all do it. I do it. I do nothing mm-hmm. but sit and yell and. <laughs> <laughs> but but equally you know remembering to take the time to go i love this character because or go check out this person who is creating this content because random we love but also it's celebrating them because they're doing this amazing amazing thing um in their free time people are creating i mean it's astounding how much people are doing constantly like podcasting, YouTubing, writing, cosplaying. I just have never stopped being blown away by that. And I think we need to remember that transformative aspect of fandom and how much we can own it. And yeah, we can critique stuff, but we need to remember that we've got the space to and make our voices heard and then lead to change. Be Kathleen Kennedy or hire someone who isn't a white brunette. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, 
Yeah, no, absolutely. You're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's one of those things. It's like we have the format for, but just alerting people that positive people do exist. Yeah. You know, it's like there are people out there who are willing to take their time to spread a message that is not necessarily convincing you, but to get the point across that, yeah, this is a global community. It's not you against me. Us together working for a common goal, which, of course, is a community aspect, which is everybody works together to get something done. And important, I think, sometimes, again, you bring it up perfectly, Zena. We get lost in that sometimes because everybody's trying to one-up each other in some way. Oh, God, there's this just... This the the the, the whole whatever, the, the first attitude the thing where I've got to be first to express my opinion oh, yeah. on this. Whose day it ruins or who it spoils? Like I just, it's so pervasive and it's so aggressive and it's just it, it's stupid little thing of just being like I'm gonna get there first. I saw this first. I mean, it's even like YouTube comments being like first. It's that, but it's. <sighs> Grown yeah. this really nasty, insidious. Stops being about the media; it becomes about, as you say, one upmanship. It's about and doing that by having access to things that people don't have, and then just ruining them for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. It's like they find their ways. They find their ways, you know. Because <laughs> we 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 are so far behind on. Um, I mean, I'm sure we get the films first, whatever, like two days early. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, don't see us spoiling it. No, some people do, I'm sure. Um, mm. But like on the shows, I mean, we half the time we don't know when they're going to air. Who knows when um, Freemaker season two is going to air. Um, or where or what or whatever. Um, and then with Rebels, we're always weeks behind. And with... Um, What's it called? This the the season finale of season three. They aired that after celebration here, and it's like if anyone in the UK had gone to the Rebels panel and you know not acquired the episode, they would have been utterly. And then, and then just even simple stuff like not everyone gets to watch stuff straight away. Not everyone is in the same time zone as you. I mean, even like who's living on a tiny island um, in the UK, seeing people in America forgetting that America's so big that there's different time zones there and they're literally ruining it for people on the other coast and it's just, it's, it just seems <laughs> that they're literally ruining it for people in their own country who have just as much access for it in this rest of their opinion first. But the problem is, I think, is that it is kind of supported by the official social media, not even implicit, by Star Wars Twitter live tweeting Rebels, episodes of Rebels yeah. as they air, do not live in a complete, I'm in a completely different time zone, we don't have the episodes, and it's like, oh, that's gonna happen. Thank you, official Star Wars media. I'm so glad that you allow your audience to engage with your media on their own terms. It's called social media. 
I mean, it, it's it's like <laughs> I don't know. They're just totally. It's like, come on, guys. It, you know, it's, it's like all it takes is a forty a twenty four hour forty eight hour grace period of talking exactly. in vagaries or going. I really like this episode. To me in my DMs, or going. Oh my god. I had to do this art and being like, here is a link to somewhere else where it is also under a cut because people on other platforms should be considered Twitter is not the only place. Um, it's just there's all we have the tools to be a considerate and thoughtful um, fandom, and then but it's not. It's it's never <laughs> it never is, and you're always just met with well, so don't go on social media and it's like. We are a fandom, we are a community, social media, um, so what you're saying is you cannot talk to your friends because I want to yell about this episode of a cartoon before you can see it. Like, darn right there. Like, I should yeah. be able to talk to my friends without, like, opening the page and, oh, so Callus is going to get all, like, beaten up and hot in this episode. I didn't have to do that. Up Twitter and then seeing oh Darth Maul just died. Great. Thanks. Um, Thanks. That that actually really like I mean it's such a stupid thing to get bitchy about, but it is it is a wider we I mean we've got so much neat conversations going on right now about diversity and giving platforms mm. to other voices. Um, the whole Mind of Monday thing being considered not have access to things that you do, you have um, we have um, the, like the stars is a girl thing too we have all these hashtags and movements and very active attempts to create an open progressive mindful and engaging community and yet it just somehow doesn't apply on this one very very tiny very easy thing which shouldn't offend anyone no horrible right-wing arseholes it should should just be like oh yeah it's just like a basic common thing i'll just not ruin this episode of tv but then if you don't have the impulse for this tiny nonsensical thing then what else do you not have that impulse for what else are you i don't care I want to do it first. I want to say it first. I want to say it loudest. Mm. All contributive. We want a positive, as you say, fandom. Community. It's a community. So we should make it accessible to everyone, wherever they are, whatever they're watching. And then also, I find it interesting that within fandom, sorry, I'm just like rambling on. No, um, it's, it's, it's beautiful fandom. stuff. That's why I'm taking a step back. Because it's really great, great stuff. But because um, obviously there's been a lot of big books coming out recently. Um, Star Wars we've had the the Leia, Princess of Alderaan, which I always want to. Whenever it's abbreviated, I want to. I'm always like Leia, Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm like, what? What was this crossover? At Leia Poe, I've just been like, is this a, is this a crossover? Is this a fan? <laughs> I'm very confused. And I'm like, oh wait, it's called. Yeah, um, I'm not always the smartest. Um, so we've got, we've had that and um, the new, uh, the the Phasma book, and mm -hmm. and then we saw it with the Thron book, and mm -hmm. um, and I mean, 
the Star Wars books now are very much focused on sort of revelations rather than the side adventures. And I'm like, ah, let's do some side adventures. Anyway, yeah. tangent. Um, but I find it interesting that sort of Twitter is more mindful than, say, the animation, animated Twitter. I mean, it's all the same thing. We all overlap. We're all talking to each other. But when those conversations come up, you'll have people in the book Twitter going, I don't want to spoil it. So page page 359 made me cry. And I was just like, what? <laughs> but like, that, that's quite like a nice way of just going, if you know what this is, then you will get yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and then moving conversations to DMs and stuff. And you just, I mean, there's probably a whole thing about literacy and like, good for people which i agree um find it interesting that it seems to be more emphatic in different parts of the fandom than other parts mm. you're right there are like there are little side fandoms that come with star wars now now more now than ever i think again i think you know i know one of the things i could never stand as a legends fan it's like yeah we're gonna take the legend stuff and we're just gonna we're gonna shove it right over there because we really don't want to touch it. It's like, but you ended up bringing Thrawn back anyway. You ended up bringing a lot of these these Legends characters into the canon equation anyway. It's kind of like, and Timothy's on now. You can't even get near the guy at a comic comic book event, convention or at Star Wars Celebration. The guy is just so so fascinating. Look at it, and it's like, wow. There are these. There's the Thrawn fan. And I've run into Thrawn fans on multiple occasions. They're like, yeah, Thrawn is the best character in Star Wars. I don't know what you're talking about. And I just look at him like, these, what, what, I love Thrawn too, but it's like, wait a second, hold on. Do you, there are different people that like their different things in Star Wars. Again, it all comes back into the canon. It all comes back to one as a community. Exactly. And it's so big. There's like, why, why destroy someone for like, it's like, the way I think about it is, is history. I mean, it is. It's, they, they essentially present it as a history, don't they? It's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. This is a historic, historical. I sometimes think of it about how, like, Tolkien was like, oh, these are, you know, historical stories that were told to me. I recorded them in this language. Um, I go, in, in my head, I've always got sort of, this is a story that we're being conveyed. A um, little bit of the galaxy quest in that as well. Um, oh, there you go historical recordings or whatever, I can't remember. Anyway, um, so it's so vast. And I mean, with history, when you're like, I like history, it's like, yeah, but you don't like all of history because it's that's, that's everything. You can't like everything. Like, it's not possible to like everything. And you shouldn't like everything because that's boring. And it leads to a loss of criticism. So it's like, pick your Star Wars. Like, I do not like the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. But I so I don't I don't talk about it. Like if pressed, I will go into great detail about all of my <laughs> issues. Um, but as it stands, it's not it's not for me. It's not my Star Wars. That's what I say. It's not my Star Wars. My Star Wars is like Rogue One and earlier. Um, so I'm pre trilogy, Clone Wars, um, Rebels. That's where I that's where I want to play. For me, um, the original trilogy was very sort of open and closed book. Like we got those three films, they were perfect. I idolized them. I didn't need any more, personally. Mm -hmm. Personally, 
but for other people that's what they want they want more luke and leia and han and whoever else and they want thrown i mean i read heir to the empire when i was remember the moment i discovered it ex existed and it was so exciting because it comes in books so <laughs> in books um, the, clearly the excitement didn't last because i read that and then i read the Gem jedi temple trilogy i don't know I read, oh yes it's, i don't think it's very well thought of um mm. but um i read what i found out years ago so i read it when i was like eight or nine but i found out two years ago that i read the third book in the trilogy which is why i did not understand it and i was very very confused so i think that kind of ruined my interest in <laughs> it's just it's not for me because i had enough of those stories but i want to know about padme i want to know about and the jedi and then now i'm just like tell me about the rebellion but not you, Karen Travis, you can sit down. Um, so we've all got, and then in, been in that, we've got the whole Jedi interest, rebellion interest. You've got, you know, you've got your um, your Imperials. Can't get away from them. <laughs> 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 and Republic, and it's all right, guys. Um, you, you, you find your Star Wars and you play there. And then you know if someone comes along and doesn't like your Star Wars, then you're like, unless they actively want to engage you, you, um, you say, fair enough, not my Star Wars. Let's talk about something else. Or oh, but I like this. Or you know, find some way around it instead of just because I can attack. I'm good at that, but I try not. <laughs> And literally now I've like gotten to the point that when, um, because I, for example, I have discovered that apparently my perception of Leia is very different to most people's Leia. I can't really like pin down how hmm. or why, but basically um, nearly every representation of Leia we've had in the last couple of years, I've just been like, really? Hmm. No. So now whenever i express my opinion like bloodlines fundamentally didn't work for me because in my head i have this very different woman to what other people have and then I've got but um now whenever i say like it does it doesn't work for me i will like immediately go like this is for me this does not affect your opinion this does not this is not me telling you to change your opinion or what your opinion should be it's literally like you've got to Branch everything and all these caveats because people are just always looking for a fight. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't even. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Mm. It, it, there's always well, people um, looking. Talking... Like... Sorry. Talking no, there's to, always uh, somebody looking for something. Yeah. Yeah, talking to. I mean, oh, Team Masoka and I were having a private conversation on Twitter, so you know, I'm not private at all um but we were having a back and forth about um about thron the novel uh, which neither of us it doesn't work for us because thron is not a character that we are fundamentally interested in because he he's a dude um <laughs> um we or at least i am um i'm more interested in reading about women like i mm -hmm. will just actively that's my personal taste my preference that like, you know some men don't want to read about women i about a man unless there's like a hook or you know there's another point of engagement it's just 
it's just how my brain works. I can't help it. Right. Um, so we, and Thrawn, he's a bit of a, sh the way he was written in Thrawn, he felt a little bit like um, Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock. Uh -huh. you know, brilliant and snappy and he just like glances and he's like, oh, this man, blah, 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 whatever. I don't care. That was pretty much the whole thing for me. Um, and then he had like his vintage Clone Wars collectibles and it was like, whatever. But then we love Price. We found her story oh. like incredibly compelling and exciting and we both love story of a woman who was using her wits and her education to drag herself up the social strata and she got knocked back down and then she dragged herself back up and she took out everyone who ever wronged her and like that appeals to us because it just does that's our personal taste and then we were getting all these guys just leaping into our conversation going yeah but Thrawn's the best thing about Star Wars Thrawn has saved Star Wars Thrawn is the greatest character you are mm -hmm. wrong. Why aren't you changing your opinion? You are stubborn and ignorant because you won't change your opinion. It's like, like to be honest, a very small, only a very small part of that conversation was about Thrawn because we were too busy gushing over Price because we both right. were her. Um, just, it just, they just, these people just won't accept you going. I've got my own opinion. Move along. <laughs> these are not the opinions you're looking for. Um, it's just they, they, they want the fight because, I don't know, they want to fight you into submission so you go, I heed, I heed your wisdom, whatever, woo. <laughs> just gotta, just gotta go with it. It's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, you have, you have your time in the sun. I, I got my own thing that I'm doing. I got my opinion. Like, I'm in Rebels. But I just, I, I just, there's some things I don't want to read books about, and then there's things that other people want to read books. I'm glad right. everyone got the book that they wanted. I got bits of the book that I wanted. Can I have more prize, please? Mm. So, you know, but it's such a big fandom that I think that there is something there for everyone, and we should just stop nicking at everyone and just being like, you're wrong. Because prequel fandom supporters are more vocal now because we're, we're older, we've got a voice um, we fight back so now I think some of it is that they're just like redirecting that somewhere else, wherever it may land, I don't know I don't understand these people they're on their own little planet right now it's just, it's, until, until they have an idea of what they want to talk about what they want to argue about it's like you go ahead you figure out yourself come back to me when you have something you want to discuss it, it's it, that's that's exa i've ran into that on twitter as well you know it, it's it's amazing just in different parts and not, it's not even just twitter even on facebook on the brick city stuff we've posted something and I noticed down the comments, it's like, uh, there's one marked comment for inappropriate language. And I'm like, oh boy, I can only imagine what this means. <laughs> God, I just, yeah. And I mean, I even see it like quite, I mean, quite a personal way. It's not intimately personal. But um, obviously, um, StarWars.com did that amazing profile on me. Amy Ratcliffe wrote it, um, which I'm just like, <laughs> what? Um, still and forever, it's amazing. Um, so StarWars Twitter posts it, and there's all these people being like, yeah, but we want to see like 
Soka cosplays. We want the Clone Wars. Bring back the Clone Wars. Why are you doing Hera? She sucks. We want, uh, we want Ahsoka. And it's just like, well, I'd quite like bits of the Clone. Like I'm like that time is done. We should. But I do hope that we do, they do address, you know, I don't know, say the Siege of Mandalore, I don't know, just like randomly pops into my head, like, I want that, I want it, I want the Siege of Mandalore, but there's a time and a place to express that, and that's not on someone else's work being celebrated uh-huh. for another character, you don't go, this character sucks, this person's better, what, what, are, what are you doing, that doesn't achieve anything. And then also because these people were then like, I want this cosplayer, and it's just like, oh, it, it becomes this whole. It turns something that's very just like stupid into something really personal because it's like, I'm sorry that my work, my work isn't the work that you want. I'm sorry that I'm not good enough for you because I'm not doing that character because I'm doing the character that I love the most. Um, I love that character too. I love these cosplayers that you're posting, but I really wish that you weren't placing them in opposition to me because then that does think to my brain because then my brain's like oh no they're the enemy i'm in competition with them and it's like i'm not in competition with them because we do completely different things and even if we were doing the same the same thing we wouldn't be in competition because we'd be doing things in different ways we just yeah we would be doing our own thing or we'd be helping each other i mean i was talking to a friend the other night she's like i want to do rebels book book tan and i was like I'm doing Rebels Bokutan next. Let's be space twins. We can help each other. Like, oh, man. it can be like that, but these people just seem to want to create everything into competition and an act of aggression. And it's like, come on, guys. Yeah. Is that somewhere else? It, it, it almost kind makes of- you sick sometimes. Like, <laughs> it really does. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to feel that way. And then also, I mean, um, there is sometimes this element of competition in the cosplay community. I mean, obviously there are actual competitions that people enter. Um, I don't know anything about that because I only cosplay this year. Um, I do because my brain is so like, it will get very nasty very quickly. Um, So it is like a naturally competitive because everyone's striving to do their best work so it's there's like healthy competition and then it can go toxic i've seen it go toxic but the corner that i'm in it's very encouraging and friendly and very like have you tried this and hey you look amazing and i'm doing that too and blah 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 and then you have this element of like these people who just start creating they start like setting up these boundaries Hmm. they don't exist but then they just it can mess with people's heads and make things a little bit unpleasant. Not necessary. And it's yeah, stupid. It, <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're right. It, it, there's just so many different aspects to it that I think sometimes people get caught in their one mindset. Like, this is what I'm doing. It's the only way to go. No, the, the whole point is that you do what you do and you have discussions about it and you explore and you celebrate others who are doing things not only similar to you, but are trying new things. That, and yeah. I think that's the, whole, that's the whole point of the Star Wars community. I think that's what we're saying here is that it, it's about exploration. It's about, yes, you have your interest, 
to uh, express that and you want to really enjoy that aspect. There's yeah. a whole, and, and there's just a whole universe that we can all find our own little niche in at the same time. It, it, and that's the whole purpose. It's just staying positive. Yeah. I mean, th then as well, you see with artists, people getting so wrapped up in, in fame. Like it's, it, it ties back mm. to that whole, the whole first, the whole uh, bragging and stuff and people, because some artists, obviously they do get a lot of recognition and it's, because everyone is working incredibly hard unless they're stealing someone's work obviously in which case now report <laughs> them um but all artists deserve to be celebrated so much yeah we'll just catch the eyes of others because of style because of whatever reason and then you see people just tying themselves up in knots because they they want that recognition, but they don't have it right now. So instead of going, I want to, I want to reach that level, or I want to push myself, they instead just little gnarled knots of why am I not famous? And it's like it's not about being famous. Like bringing it back because it has so many people. Me is going back to StarWars.com profile, and it's like I didn't, I didn't cosplay Hera to get on StarWars.com, I cosplayed Hera because I wanted to go, look how much I love this character. And then yeah. also from a practical point of view, I wanted to, um, as a costume maker professionally, but I haven't made costumes professionally in years and years and years and years. Um, and I don't actually like making costumes for other people. <laughs> I'm very selfish. Um, so these were skills that have just been completely stagnant for years. So it's a way for me to re-energize and remember these skills and they like, get some new skills so you know there's the practical side and then for me it's also a form of um, therapy both um, physical and mental um, so there's all these layers about why I do it and then you know suddenly I get I get this attention and it's very nice and it's, I like it a lot and they're very appreciative and very grateful and I get to come on podcasts and talk to you um, and it's really exciting, but it's not why I do it. Right. If you're doing something to get noticed, and to, well, I mean, to get noticed, that's not the way to put it, because we all want to be noticed, and we all want to share our work with others, but to get, you know, fame, to get yeah. clicks and whatever, if you, you just, it becomes very unpleasant. It's like, do it for a reason like do it for yourself I kept on doing Hera because I really enjoyed um, the way I got to engage with the public um, the way that that people engage with Hera and most of all how children engage with Hera yeah. um, it makes it makes me really really happy seeing how happy children most children some there are children who just see the Leku and just start crying because there's like this big scary green woman smiling at them. <laughs> Why? Um, so I, ha I have been greeted with tears and it's always a little bit mortifying. Um, but the parents are always very understanding. But just seeing children being an a this amazing pilot woman and getting to like bring that to them and share that with them. And I've had some incredible conversations with them. Had little girls chasing me all the way down a corridor because I can't, when you've got the leco on, I can't hear anything. Oh, yeah, because it's all covered. 
it's like it's like um, a layer of calico of foam, another layer of calico, a couple of layers of latex, of leather even, and then yeah. and magnets in there. I just like I can't hear anything. Um, it's very awkward. And then especially when I'm out tripping with like TKs or whatever, and they've got the buckets on, and then they've got their like tramp um, mics on, and it's just like and I'm like. <laughs> We're going to achieve nothing here. Time to the stand. Um, so I can't. So yeah, I've had little girls literally chasing after me because it's like it's Harrison Taylor. That's why I do it. Like people do art because obviously because they love art, they love the characters, but also because they want to make other people. They want other people to enjoy their art. It's all. It's all the sharing that you say. The sharing and the celebrating. When you start twisting that back into mongering fame hungering um it, it get especially within fandom it gets very very unpleasant yeah you're, you're right it, it's it gets to the point where what you're doing and you're looking at it it's like yes that's that's what i want to do i want to be recognized not for starwars.com or recognized for that kind of stuff where it is awesome it's like, I, I want the fans to experience this. I want the yeah. fans to be part of the experience at the same time, whether it's podcasting, whether it's cosplaying, costuming, whether it's like what I do. I teach. I work with kids all day. And it, it, it's great because you do it because you're making a difference in some way or form. You know, you're, you're finding that little moment, whether it's a 16 kids rushing you, which I get every day, Sometimes, and it's sometimes because they just want to chase me because I'm the only guy on the playground. Or it's, you know, it's that one moment with that one kid that they finally get to see their hero in front of them. It, they're, they're, those are the moments that we work towards. Yeah, even if they don't know you, you can then be like, well, you know, I've had conversations with little girls who are really nervous or they're scared. Either sort of in that moment because there's suddenly a whole of Star Wars people there, what's going on? <laughs> um, or just like because they get bullied or they're just frightened of something and then just having a little chat like, you know, I believe, you know, from your character um, and be like, I believe in hope, you know, if you get out of bed every day, you're very brave and you're fighting the fight, you know, you need to be a rebel. Yeah. Just stand up for what you believe in, dedicate yourself to it, and you know, every day that you get through, you're winning. Um, I've had conversations like that with um, with little girls primarily. I've had, I mean, obviously little boys as well, I've had amazing conversations. I've got one boy to promise, to solemnly swear that he was going to join the rebellion because my blaster was orange and his favorite color was orange. And I was like, well, my yep. friend, I've got good news for you. <laughs> you um, so you know you have you have these incredible intimate I mean I won't well, I think on my very first troop I mean it's probably why I've gotten addicted to this with the rebel legion um well, this little girl and her brother come up um I think they were both like Harry Potter characters um got a picture with us little boy ran away and then little girl just sort of tugged on my arm and was like up as you and okay this boy who was a stormtrooper in the bum because he was a bully and i was like i mean that's 
Wow. I'm not sure you should encourage that. Um, because yeah. um, standing up <laughs> to bullies and finding that power through characters, and then she got to t she got to tell the character that I just is such such a nice little moment. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, you get these moments of like just connection and understanding with kids and adults, like even if it's just like saluting to them as you walk by and they that's like their day made or um, teaming up against a little girl's brother who's dressed as Darth Vader and she's Jedi Leia. So you're going to take him down and like they love that or these like incredibly intimate moments or a little girl came hurtling at me from like the opposite side of the hall as like her mom was desperately chasing after her little um, Greedo Samsung, um, the picture that I posted during um, the, um, the the other week during the Star Wars is a girl thing too, that that mm -hmm. little girl showed me her Greedo and we ended up having like this 15 minute chat where she just, she just wow, wow. everything and she felt that she could do that it was really really nice and then you know the hugs and then this and just a lot of very complicated, important, moving things in there. And then you get the people who just want to ruin it, obviously. But, right. Um, right. Shove them off to the side, the side. Yeah, exactly. But, and then you've got adults as well who you just get so excited. And then, it's, and then I think as well you get adults who get excited by it from a craft point of view, from a skill point of view, because they're like, wow, right. you right. did that makeup. How? And like, that's a nice point of it conversation because quite often it leads to them going I'm going to try that um, and it's like yeah you can do this so that's you know it's another way of inspiring people um, maybe to be a bit rebellious um, if that's not something that they've done in their life um, yeah it's just these points of in inspiration and communication through dressing up as space people plastic space people as I like to say. <laughs> you know it's it, I said, I said before, it's a responsibility in many ways because you. I made the costume because I wanted to for myself, and then and then you get out there, and it suddenly it's not about you. At all, um, and it's maybe it's not even about your character. It suddenly becomes this big thing where you represent something so much more than yourself, and like. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's an element of that. You feel that, or at least personally, I feel that, especially um, with the Rebel Legion, um, which obviously I'm a member in, and um, I take part in troops all the time, and I never expect to do that at all because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a participator at all. Um, but I am now. Um, so I find with them, because especially in the UK, we play by quite strict rules that once you are in costume, you are in character. You do not break character until you are, you know, you're in, away in the green room or whatever. Yeah. Like, there's no sneaking drinks or sneaking your phone. I mean, you got to be really, really sneaky. Um, so I think I quite, some people don't like that. And like, understand because it gets hot, it gets tiring. Um, but I like that because it, I don't know, it just, we dress up as space people and it's a silly hobby to do but it means a lot and to other people and we do we like we are the good guys we raise money for charity we make 
feel. We do a lot of good things. And then the peak of fandom, and then you've got it in a more localized scale when you know you find that perfect pit fic that you've been looking for, but you didn't know you were looking for, and then it's just your day has been made and it's 4am and you just set up reading 20 chapters and you're so happy but you know you're going to die tomorrow but you know <laughs> whole spectrum of influence and joy and sharing and like there's no because I, I see sometimes people talking about the costume groups um revolution five person madam arts and whatnot um and there's a lot of talk about this that they're too elitist um, you know, they're too strict, that they're, they're ruining it for everyone, and so... Because I, I, I feel like I approach things from a different point of view because I come to it as a professional point of view, so I come sort of from the other way, so I'm just sort of like, whatever. Um, but, I mean, you play by, if you don't want to play by those rules, you don't play by those rules, and you don't go into that, but even when you're not in those groups, most of these things still apply when you're still you're dressed as a character, people are inspired by you and excited by you and they want to see you and grab pictures with you or, you know, whatever, admire your craft, talk to you about it. I, I just think, you know, that it's all just part of the same, it's just different scales of the same, scale's not, maybe scale's not the right word, but we're all doing the same thing, just in different ways and diff to different extremes. The costume groups is taking that maybe slightly. It's not professional, but it sort of occasionally borders on that. Just who we partner with and the events that we do, um, but that just allows us to engage with an even wider audience and just take the same stuff, the same sharing community to an even bigger platform. I mean, I, I did a troop in New York at a Yankees game like three weeks oh, ago. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know anything about the Yankees. I was like, I know him and that they are mm -hmm. famous because I've heard of them. But that's That's all I need to know. But but you know, we went out into that stadium of all those people night and it was just it was amazing. So it, yeah, and so that's taking it and sharing it with an even bigger even bigger audience and inspiring them and then maybe they're gonna go off and way <laughs> I'm very much a rebel I look like a Sith but I am I am a rebel through and through <laughs> nothing wrong nothing wrong with being a rebel through and through I have I, I personally myself I'm a Sith in the in the strongest terms even though I work with kids I always tell the kids at, at school all the time like you gotta watch out when Mr. Vogue gets a little angry no I'm kidding I, I don't I don't ever do that that'd be, that'd be too extreme <laughs> <laughs> it's just and it's funny some of them get it some of them don't you know it, it's it's so great but you're 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 totally right there's the one line that we always use here on the network and it's unity is community we have it on shirts we love to promote it unity is community when we can all come together and we can have discussions like this and we can sit down and we can do a podcast about it again like you said you said it perfectly it's not about our voice necessarily or our publish. It's just we have the format to get it out there. We have the format to share our thoughts. 
And yeah. when when others don't do it, it's like you you almost like like you with with dressing up as Hera and being part of the Rebel Legion, you almost feel there's a responsibility to say, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to step up to the plate today, and I think I'm going to share my thoughts on this because maybe somebody doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, and maybe you're going to get them to the point of like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I can do this too. Yeah, totally. I mean, the number of people since I started cosplaying this year, and then obviously um, on Twitter, on Instagram, I share a lot of my process. Um, partly because we were literally forced to do that when we studied costume at university. Um, so it's just like, I'm not doing it right if I'm not telling someone what, what I'm doing and explaining and justifying it. Because we literally, right. every time we had a making project, we had to do like Bible detailing every stitch, every fabric, every seam, uh -huh. like every single thing that we did. And I mean, to be honest, I was a little bit slapdash with them. So it's <laughs> in we're up for it now. Um, instinct to share um i can't remember what my point was now um my process i don't remember how i started this thought I literally <laughs> that's okay that's it that's <laughs> i do that all the time i'm like am I, am I talking about the last Jedi? What, what am i doing here what am i doing here no. but, uh, <laughs> oh yes that was people so i've been sharing my processes and then i have people coming and being like oh my god, I didn't know how to do that, or I didn't realize that you could do that easily, like making Lekki, I didn't know you could make them at home, it's like, yeah, I just do it in my kitchen, it really annoys my flatmates, because um, it makes a massive, massive mess for like a week. Putting up with so much with me um, the last few weeks making Numa, because it's the the armor is sanding and spraying and sanding and spraying and sanding and spraying and I hate it and I'm going to do it again any minute now. <laughs> so, that's been like, I've seen you do it, so now I want to do it. Or being like, I love your hair, but I don't know how to do that and I can just sort of be like, consider this. Like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to teach people. I. <laughs> It's just not my jam. Um, I don't, but I want to share and encourage people, and I love seeing other heroes. Um, even though I fully own to the fact that there is this voice in my head that hates other heroes and thinks they should all mm -hmm. mine. She's mine, and they need to stop. But I fight that voice by getting really excited every time I see a hero, and every time I see a hero, encouraging them. And it's really nice. And I've met so many wonderful people um, just by sharing that. I mean, I've had uh, I, um, one of my, I can't remember who now, but he's going to do a, a crossplay of Hera, which is interesting. Um, excited about that, and that's awesome. And then just all these other people being like, I've never considered doing cosplay, but I do now. And that's really exciting. And it's awesome. And just being able to be like, if you need help, hit me up. Um, flip side of that, I have had some people be really harassy, um, mm. sort of taking advantage of that. This is the thing that you always have, isn't it? There's always people taking advantage of it. Because I do like a whole series of tutorials on my hair, and then I did the makeup one, which mm. people really liked, which is nice. I got the loveliest message of today of someone being like, I had no idea. I, like, I, I just couldn't even just work out the colours and they were like, I've got a much better idea now. And that's such a nice message to 
yeah, it's be like, I'm really glad this helped. Um, but then there's people who just want to take advantage of it and they're like, tell me this. They don't even ask, they just go, tell me this, you have to tell me this, you have to tell me this, you have to tell me this, it's like every day, next step, next step. And it's like, okay, no. <laughs> and then, and then in my head, and then, oh, I have kind of reached a point where I'm like, I'm not quite, I mean, I've been doing this for so long since January. Um, um, but I mean, I've been, I've been working in costume for seven years. I studied it for three years before that. I did sculptural costume at school. You know, I've been, been in the game for a while. Um, and it's very, industry, costume industry is very gatekeepy. No one wants to share information, which is understandable because information is how you get jobs. You know your contacts. That's mm -hmm. how you're going to get hired because you've got those contacts. Um, but it can lead to people just like full on roadblocking you when you're trying to do something for them. Um, and I've hit this wall again and again and again professionally. So it's like when it's in a, in a amateur, I don't want to say that, but when it's in this other field, because in my head I separate it out in that I work in costume, I'm a costumier, but for my hobby I'm a costumer. Um, costumer an American term um, and then obviously there's people in the groups who get a bit snippy about being called cosplays and it's like you're a cosplayer get over it but I'll separate right. it in mind okay just keep you happy um, so I like I don't like gatekeeping I mean none of us like gatekeeping except the gatekeepers they enjoy it but no one else does and we're all actively fighting it against it when I have people harass I don't want to hoard my knowledge but it's like you can find all the knowledge that I have on the internet and it's like everything that I was taught on my degree that I paid money for, you can find on the internet things from my degree. I Google it and I find it and I go, oh yeah. So yeah. It, it's very democratic. Anyone can find it. So when I have someone harassing me, it just makes me want to sort of shut down. It's that competitive voice as well. It just sort of goes, stop this, get rid of them, destroy them. That right. palpitating thoughts, <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and it's also my own well-being because then it makes me really anxious and it makes me really anxious about my work. And it's like playing mm -hmm. as a hobby, like it's a busman's hobby because I work in costume. I've just started my master's um, degree, and that's on fashion and cultures. And it's like this is literally like my <laughs> my life. Yeah. So I want to keep it in as fun for me as possible and then I don't I don't want to get bogged down by the anxiety that I must be helping others over myself I must be committing all of this um, demanded labor that I, I haven't agreed to give and I don't have to give like I want right. everyone to be Hera but I don't want to make it for you look it out dude <laughs> which is a bit mean but I love seeing other Heras I really I shouldn't I do because they do the Ahsoka Lives um, events at Celebration, mm -hmm. which are always so great. Um, I went to the one at Europe. Um, I was actually one of the Ahsokas, the casual Ahsoka. I looked terrible, but it was really fun. Um, and then, but it was very small. See, I mean, he slightly mismanaged it, so that's partly why. But they had like a handful of people on stage, and it was more of like an intimate thing, and then they did like a quick group thing um, behind the stage um, and then this year on the 
stairs that was just incredible like it was such a big crowd that security were frightened that they were going to create a fire hazard i mean <laughs> it's so good <laughs> there's so many fans of ahsoka that they're a literal physical danger um it's brilliant um this so is seeing how that's grown i kind of for next celebration want to put see i don't know how um arranging a haunting of heras um to get as many Heroes together as well. And too, because obviously they do like the layer photo shoots and the uh, group photos, um, and they do Twilight group photos um, that organized. I think it's she organized it, or she was a proponent of it. Um, and we, I went along to that, and there was there was a good number of heroes. There are a lot of heroes. Um, it's like instant instant bond. Um, so it's like. Well, next celebration, and we were talking about it because um, a group, a group of Kylos is a tantrum. I can't remember what a group of Rays is. I, there's a whole load of them, but the only one I remember is that a group of Kylos is a tantrum because that's that's genius. That's like the best thing I've ever heard. Um, so we were all talking about this, and it's like, what would be called? And it's like, well, it'd be a haunting because you know she's a spectre, she's a ghost. Mm -hmm. begins with an A. The haunting. Um, it's awesome. So yeah, I'd love, love to many heroes as possible together next celebration. Especially considering the show will have ended by then. It would be a really nice... I mean, it would be like a year by then, but it will still be a really mm -hmm. nice send-off tribute to the show, to yeah. the character. Um, which I think is fantastic. And then also just having the fact that, that there's the possibility that we can create um, I don't know I don't know how things work it's just an idea that I have um, but people support for it um, but the fact that we can there's enough voices to make things like this happen that Jonah Marie and Amy Ratcliffe made Ahsoka Lives happen and now it's like it's it's a celebration tradition now like, they're becoming institutionalized within our community, within our fandom, which is awesome, frankly. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got all these things that we can build off and just make everything open to everyone mm -hmm. and invite as many people to participate and help each other. And I mean, for anyone to access is incredible because you just need to go... Um, Legion forums or Bible first forums, you literally just need to register and then galaxy of knowledge right there at your fingertips for making just about you can take all of the skills and apply them anywhere and everywhere to other costumes, other fandoms, to your real life. It's just like resource that people make and contribute to and discuss and improve upon and recommend it's yeah it's amazing seeing that gatekeepy industry to community where it's all like shared <laughs> but then have the people demanding demanding everything it's like dude it's right there go look <laughs> yep you go right ahead you go you, you i I got you covered. I spent my hard-earned money making sure you had stuff ready there for you. It, it, I told, you bring up such a great point. It's like the, the resources are there. 
you've provided them. We provide them here at the network. There's stuff there for people to go and look for to whether it's continuing their conversation or whether they're costuming or whether they're cosplaying or whether they're building something, you know, there, there are resources out there for them to go to that have been created for them by people, creative people like us who want to get passion for what we do. And I think that's so important. Again, unity is community pushing that forward, the positive message and that. Yes. Yeah. As a star Wars community, we are here for you. We are here for each other. We're here creating Yeah. Creating content for everyone. That's is, is staggering. It is. Mount <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> and there's and there's never a, enough time in a day to go through all of it. I mean, okay. you could we can we're easily spending our lifetimes going through every little bit of this when we can because it, it it's a it's a passion. It's something that we do on our on our time, and we find our own little ways of doing it. You know what I mean? Well, like um, um, work, immediate example, working on Numa, um, Rebels Numa. She's got <laughs> all this armor going on, and I was like, I, I don't know how to do this. We didn't do this. That's we didn't do this at uni. Um, so then, you know, that I'm instantly I could go to the Rebel Legion. I go to the fiber first i can go to this clone specific forums i can go to rts you could even even though it's more clone stuff you can go to the mando it's obviously it's the same techniques just applied in a slightly different way mm. um you know you've instantly got archives and then you know you start narrowing it down and say okay i want phase two armor and then you know that narrows it down but you've still got all of these options and then it's like well what materials can I use? And this is like thread after thread after thread of right. all the different options that you can use, all the different makers you can go to, and then there's all the people you want to talk to because all of them, me included, we want to talk about this. We want to talk about what we do, how we do it, we want to share tips, we want to learn new things. So, you you know, it. yeah, it's you literally have to eventually just cut yourself off and just go, mm -hmm. okay, I've, I've got it. Because if I keep reading, I'm going to just start confusing myself or yeah. I'm going to just learn about too many other techniques or I'll start wanting to do too many projects that I can't do right now. Or, you know, you just have to go, okay, I've got enough knowledge just to get me going. Then if you get stuck. But, yeah, it's, it's amazing. There's just so much there for everybody. And I think that's a continuing message that Zena and I are trying to say here on Talking Fire Far Away, of course, is that there's plenty of stuff out there for you guys, so please explore it when you have the time. Please, at, at work, I mean, I do it all the time. My Twitter feed is always blowing up with Star Wars stuff, whether it's the Mark Hamill showing up in the... in the, the I, I think he won the Man of the Year award when he had the big uh, white uh, yeah, the <laughs> cloak GQ on and everything. Yeah, the GQ magazine, yeah. And I just saw that, and I, I, had, I was looking at my phone quickly to see if there was a text from my boss. I was like, oh, oh, geez, uh, uh, more Star Wars stuff, more Mark Hamill. I'm like, okay, just got to separate myself rather than I'm at work. I'm at work, please. But it, 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 it's just part of who we are. You know what I mean? It's just something that we kind of just gravitate towards uh, as fans. And that's the whole point here is the discussion is that we want you, the fans, to be part of this discussion. So please head on over to Twitter. Make sure you're following the Brick City Blockade. Please make sure you're following Messina Duncan herself over on Twitter. And I think that leads perfectly right into this part of the show. I like to call 
plug time. <laughs> and if it's it, we always do this with our shows, and it's where the good people of the Star Wars universe, Star Wars fandom, and of social media can find you, Zena. Where can they do that exactly? Everywhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find um, Twitter. Uh, Twitter is where I live mostly at Zena DD, um, or on poetry and costume, but that's quieter because um, that's linked to my blog which is poetryandcostume.com uh, which is all costume analysis and translation because um, I'm interested in sort of the language of costume. Um, I'm also doing free cosplay um, but that's where I have all my essays and stuff and then you can find me on Instagram um, <clears throat> at poetry and costume um, over there so you know read everywhere um, or Tumblr, um, but I'm less active there these days, which is again Xena DD and Poetry and Costume. Great places where we can find you across social media. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Please make sure to head on over to Instagram. Follow me at the official vote. Head on over to BrickCityBlockade.com for this kind of content and much more in the galaxy far, far away. Also, please make sure to head on over to iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and comment. Your ratings and comments will bring epic people on to have these discussions and is what drives the conversation forward, as we've said across this episode. It is you, the fans, who keep this baby rolling. So thank you guys so much. Zena Duncan, thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been so much fun having a Star Wars conversation with you. I had a great time. Thank you very much for having me. Yay. <laughs> and as we always say here on the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network, may the Force be with you. May the Force be with you. <laughs> always.